0: I'm Agut Ner Shabbos, everyone. We're about to begin, S HaShem. Share number 160 in the uh, Shiurma on Self-Confidence. The last year and a half, we were discussing to beware of approval-seeking. And the reason why we're spending some time on this is because it's such a key factor in so many people's lives where they are hurt by this approval-seeking, the need for it. In so many ways, that holds back their growth as human beings. It holds back their growth in shalom bayis. That even in shalom bayis, shalom bayis is a, a, a lot healthier when you don't do things to seek approval from others. Um, you know, very often, sometimes you you know you feel the pressures of society. And because of that, you feel self-conscious about your husband or about your wife, comparing them to other husbands and wives because you feel inferior or you feel that your spouse is inferior to other spouses. This happens sometimes in bungalow colonies where they're in proximity with one another and they see each other's behaviors. It could come from... Neighborhood uh, comparisons and so on and so forth. And by working on not needing approval of others and understanding I'm just going to focus on what's healthy for me, what's healthy for my wife, for my husband, and work on that without worrying about what people will say or think, that is the healthy way to go about it. There is a fable a fairy tale an interesting story like this a big cat saw a little cat chasing its tail and asked why are you chasing your tail so much so the little kitten said I have learned that the best thing for a cat is happiness and that happiness is my tail therefore I'm chasing it and when I catch it I will have happiness so the older cat told his kitten My son, I too have paid attention to the problems of the universe. I too have judged what happened, how that happiness is in my tail. But I noticed that whenever I chase after it, it keeps running away from me. And when I go about my business, it just seems to come after me wherever I go. Which means like this, if you want all that approval, it's ironic, but it's true that the most effective way to get it is not to want it. To avoid chasing after it and not to demand it from everyone, right? It, it, this is a, you know like it, with taking this from world wisdoms, but it's all in Tyra. We said this many many times. Kol min right? If you run away from honor, the honor will pursue you. If you chase after honor, honor will run away from you. So you be with honor, it works with approval, it's connected, honor and approval. So by being in touch with yourself and using your positive self-image in a healthy way, that will automatically bring you more approval. When you don't seek for honor and you chose to be which means I am going to do the Ratzon Hashem and act with dignity because of my Tzelem Aleikim, because of my Nishmas Yisrael, and you're doing it because of that, the covet will come in Mela from the very fact that you're running away from it. And you won't be depressed if that approval was withheld. True G'day Israel Yisrael were like this. People like Ramayshir, Rabbi Yaakov, Zechreinam Lavracha, Zechah Tzadikim Lavracha, and others from all Types of backgrounds of tzaddik, and They did not run after covet. It's a fascinating story with Rabbi Yaakov, by the way. If I'm remembering co- correctly. That there was one point. I forgot which guddle it was. And they were going to enter a hall. Where they were going to speak. Where they were being honored. Or they were being a guest. And they were about to go in. And then this other guttle, And I forgot the name of the other guddle, Asked Rabbi Yaakov. Rabbi Yaakov, you know. If we go in the front here everyone's going to stand up for us so let's go in that side door over there so no one will notice and we'll go straight to the seats and no one will stand for us cuz we'll just right away run in and won't and Rabbi Yaakov said no we're going to go in the we're going to go in the front door everyone will see us and they'll get up for us why he said because our wives are there in this meeting their wives were were present and he said they do so much for us that my Nefesh for us they take our phone calls, they're up late at night with the knocking and the, the Tzar Chitzibah that we do. And to get a little nachas that our wives feel good, that their husbands, when they come, that getting up for them, gives them a nachas ruach that we we, we we owe it to them to give them. So here's Rabbi Yaakov, doesn't want to run, doesn't want any covid. His own natural instinct is to avoid it. But over here, he's doing this Honorable thing, with respect for his wife, and to give her covet. So this is using these types of things in healthy ways. Sometimes you run out, and the same thing applies. By the way, in certain cases where you're a person, you have to. For example, I, I think if I'm if I recall correctly, I could be wrong, but but um, Moshe Sherer, I think Reb Aaron was also. And you know, and that's one of the reasons he didn't grow a beard, whatever it is, because he was with the Malchus. I think there was once he had to go visit Tishabov and Reb Aaron was mad for him to wear shoes. Whatever the case is, is that that when you're doing things that are respectful, if you're wearing nice clothing and, and you're dressing presentable, and you're doing it not because you want of your ego, but because of Khvaid Hashem. That takes away that even when you're you're acting that way, it won't get to your head. You won't become a balgaiva, and you won't, uh, you know, it won't it won't affect you in a negative way. So don't doesn't necessarily you don't have to actually always go the opposite direction, but whatever you do, you do with a healthy balance. So uh, another thing is is to label disapprovals with a new response with the word you. For example, if someone is not agreeing with you or is getting angry at you, so instead of trying to defend yourself and feeling defensive, you respond back, I see you're getting upset, and you, you feel that I shouldn't think the, uh, this way. By wording it that way, you're keeping in touch with the feeling that, and the fact that the disapproval is his disapproval. He is disapproving of you, but that's his view. So you're saying in your mind, and you're also expressing, I see that you don't approve of this that I'm, this decision that I made, or so on and so forth. You don't approve. Not I. Don't start saying I, because that puts you in the in the position of defending or modifying what you just said to gain acceptance. You say you. I see you are upset with this aspect, and I want to understand why. This creates a certain healthy distance. And another thing is, is if someone is trying to manipulate you by withholding approval, say so as well. You know, that's also true. By the way, it works both ways. We said about manipulators, they could go two opposite ways in manipulating manipulating you. Either they will overpraise you, because you're starving for approval, so they will give you, abusers unfortunately do this, emotional abusers, physical abusers, they do this to confuse the one they're abusing by lavishing when they're in the good mood and being charming. They, 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 they lavish you with approval and you're, because of your lack of self-confidence, you're drinking it up and, and you think you're living for that. And they're using that to manipulate you or to hurt you. That's one way. Another way of manipulating you is withholding approval. You have some people, let's see, some, and, and with some parents, they have this, it's an unhealthy thing, where they're very sparing in their approval. So their children go all the way to an extreme to try to please their mother or their father just to get that word of approval. And the parent knows this, and that's manipulative. And that's hurting and harming the child. A parent needs to know okay, even if, you know, you could be, don't say, over approval, but when the child, even the teenager, it doesn't make a difference, deserves an approval, you say it and express it. You don't withhold it so that to manipulate a behavior. Schollen bias works the same way. A spouse did something nice, you thank them for it. You appreciate it and you 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 approve and you say nice things. You don't withhold approval with the with the with the with the intent that your spouse, husband or wife, makes no difference feels, oh, uh, uh, they're not being approving of me now. I'm going to do this and this and behave a certain way, even if it's a better behavior. But that's a manipulative way of doing it. So sometimes over-approval could be manipulative. Withholding approval could be manipulative. You have to be careful both ways, both as the one who's doing it and both as the one who may be the victim of it. Another thing that's healthy is... To thank someone for giving you information that's helpful for your growth, even though it's something you did not like. That puts an end to approval seeking. Okay? Even with your husband and wife, if it's healthy communication, again, your husband and a wife need to say something very tactfully. But if your husband or your wife, either way, let's say told you, you know, I see you're acting shy and nervous when you're around it, People and you're you're very self conscious, and that's something maybe we could work on together. You see, he said in the nicest way, or she said in the nicest way possible. What you do is is you thank them. Thank you for pointing it out. Again, we're talking about when it's sincere and it's sincere, and that approval seeking is gone. And you can actively another thing is that you can actively seek disapproval and work on yourself to not get this, get upset. And, for example, and, and this, again, you need a little bit more of a reserve to do this, is that when there's a tzayrech, when there's a necessity to express your view, you express your view even though the, you know the other person will oppose that view, you're not trying to create a tumult. Let's say it's talking about it in a regular, normal, healthy way. Instead of um, of trying to avoid the disapproval, you build up to deal effectively with it in a healthy way. And and this is a very healthy thing. You can practice ignoring disapproval and not paying any attention to those who attempt to manipulate you. This is very important, like we talked about before, the manipulation that people do. It's interesting, um, this idea, and... Some of this I I see from the book Wayne Dyer's books is very, very perceptive about things. And he said he had a friend that gave lectures. And um, what happened was there was one member that was very upset at things he was saying. And this member in the audience got up and rattled off all abusive remarks and questions, but very, very sharp, trying to bait the speaker to bring him into an argument. And the one who was speaking responded in to the whole tirade and said, okay, and he went on talking. He ignored the abuse. By ignoring the abuse, he proved that he wasn't going to evaluate, him, evaluate himself on the basis of what someone else felt. And the heckler stopped. Now, had the speaker not felt good about himself, he might, may, may have made this someone else's disapproval more important than his own good opinion of itself and been, been upset. Now, what you could do, by the way, as a speaker, if someone heckles you, if there's a nakuda, a point where that makes sense, so you say okay, you continue your speech, and then if you want, you could bring up, oh, by the way, this particular point, let me explain it clearly. But not to to make it clear that his or her tirade is not affecting you. And you talk to yourself, by the way, if someone is bashing you, and you think it's affecting your self-worth because they're disapproving of you, you talk to yourself when you counter that disapproval. That's her business, that's his business. They they are behaving that way, has nothing to do with me. Has nothing to do with me, their behavior of disapproval. That's very important. Even with employers and, and employee relationships, a boss could say a constructive criticism and an employee could learn from it, that's beautiful. But if a boss is really rough and goes over the top with it, the employer puts up that healthy boundary and saying, even if he doesn't want to say this to the boss, but in their head, they say they are not that's their business that they're dysfunctional in the way they're talking. The valid point that they may have, okay, I know what I need to do to correct it, but that all other garbage with the adjectives and the and the and the and the phrases that were used. I'm throwing out the garbage. It's out the window has nothing to do with me. That's another way to combat this. You can decide I'm not arguing with the other person. I don't have to convince someone else about the truth of my beliefs or my amuna or whatever it is. And so on. So you And also, apology. Yes, you need to ask mechila when you hurt somebody. But the, the people with very low self-esteem apologizes and apologizes and apologizes even when they don't need to apologize. We mentioned this once before, just saying it again because it's so important. Over excessive apologies is approval seeking and it's not healthy. And so the idea is in this year, which is also very important, I, it's good I, to listen to the last three because it has a lot about this concept of approval-seeking and their behaviors and so on that really, really negatively affects a person. And by developing a healthy self-confidence to to be okay with one thing, to, to feel an approval and a compliment, everyone enjoys a compliment. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, not to need it, not to be like a drug dependent on it, and learn to live without it, and you develop with that, a very healthy sense of self, a very, and you develop a tremendous amount of serenity and calmness and acceptance of yourself that way. Have a wonderful Shabbos.